professional way that things are done That's, in here, of course. I think like the way we do things, whilst not professional in a sense, like we always talk about like you know the professionally unprofessional mm-hmm. aspect of it, but it does work. It it works. I asked the, at the end of the day, it works. Can you really complain about something if it works? <laughs> oh, so how are we today, Carl? I'm doing quite well. Mm-hmm. It's been um, uh, like no more work day because we've got a lot of work on the weekends. I've been writing and researching, sure, yeah. and I've been working tentatively in the background on um, uh, a potential idea for the untitled side channel. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to announce it yet because there's still a bit of legwork to do, but hopefully it should be a fun one, and it'll involve all of us in a roundabout way. Okay, cool. I like that. Like you know, when it comes to like the group things, I I tend to like like you know we were in the. Rec- recording mm-hmm. like in the office last weekend and i'm just like i don't know i just had an idea on the spot and i kind of sit down and think about more like my own solo things mm-hmm. and obviously we have like the uh the fat fiend pub quiz and the like fat fiend uh the fat bar sorry yeah uh, that like you know we have to think a bit more ahead in advance on but like yeah it's nice to know that uh someone out there is thinking of all of us yeah well it's not I think I wish I could explain it, but in case it doesn't work, of course, yeah. But it's just one of those things where I, like you did, then I had a, an idea off the top of my head as I was talking to someone. I went, "Hang on, we could probably do something." I was actually arranging it when we were doing the um, uh, drinks on Sunday. Oh right, okay, yeah. Which a few people did turn up to, and I apologise for getting a little bit too drunk, but it's okay. <laughs> I did have to, like, you know, look Lucas looked God. after me and he got me some nuggets, so it's I all did. good. He took me home, got me nuggets, and I woke up in the morning. And went, all right, now it's time to just do like ten articles. <laughs> Uh, that's work, baby. Uh, but it's how you been, Monfrey? Yeah, all right, yeah. It's, um, yeah, just been getting back and, like, again, just working on stuff that we've been recording over the weekend and stuff. And I will say, like, today is the first day that I've, like, you know, managed to get my hair actually looking like I'm intending to grow it. Oh, okay. So you've been like, doing for that long hair look. You so know what I mean? Now, I, I... I, wanna, I think your I, hair will be longer than mine, actually. I, I want to grow my hair out proper, yeah. So, like, it's been frustrating because the last couple of months have just been, like, I just look disheveled, like I haven't got a haircut. And I feel like today looks like the first time when I got out of the shower and let it dry out and stuff. was Actually looks like it's meant to be long and not just, like, Lucas. You've let it grow out without styling it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think I've had the same haircut for, like, the past, like, 10, 15 years. I think people who watch the channel would riot if I ever shaved my head. Well, last thing, isn't it? Like, basically, since we've known each other, we've both had the same fucking haircut. Basically, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm sticking with mine. And the only way I'd ever change mine is if I start to lose it. And every time I go for a haircut, I ask my barber the same thing. Is it still looking good? And I'm like, I told you, mate, if it starts to thin out, don't sugarcoat. Tell me, because I don't want to be one of those guys. Yeah. It was like starting to lose his hair a little bit on the back and then for tries sure. to um, like, angle around it. So it's like, no, as soon as I start losing it, get rid I can see, like, the, the tiniest bit of wear in my hairline here, but, like, for 30, that's not bad. You know, mm. like, the tiny little bit coming in, but, yeah, um, it's, like, when I compare myself to, like, pictures of 10 years ago, it looks, it looks similar. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not too bad. It's not as bad as, like, looking at pictures of my dad when he was 30, and it's like, oh, you lost, like, half your hair. <laughs> like, yeah. See, my dad was 30, he had a mullet, so he had more hair than I do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he had, like, the champion-looking fucking mullet, so he was doing all right. But, yeah, it's uh, I do the same thing of just every time I've got the barber's like, look, am I losing it? It's like, you ask me this every time, it's like, because the day that it's not, that's when I need to start fucking doing something. Yes, yeah. That's the day when it gets scary, and you're like, right, it goes. 
You need to figure something out. Yeah, like, so. I've, I've I've quite happily been open and said to like friends and my girlfriend and stuff like, if it got bad, I'd probably just shave it and buy a couple of nice wigs, and then that way I could have like the the colourful dyed hair and stuff still. But like, I wouldn't be grasping onto those little straws. Like, you just feel sorry for some people. Yeah, it's like there's no reason for you to really do this, but it's like. Uh... Have you ever, like, read through all those threads? Probably not, but I've been, like, you know, because I'm a member of those forums. I go on to get bad takes. Mm. And you have not seen any, like, thing that is more condensed, internalized, um, uh, like, like misogyny and, like, just hatred than men bitching about being bald. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, they don't realize that no one cares about them. And, like, the thing is, in a good way as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I constantly, constantly, because, like, obviously big part of, like, my look is my hair. I constantly mm-hmm. get worried about it. And, like, I say more from the front. Like, it's it's fine from the back as far as I'm concerned. But, like, um, I'm constantly worrying about it. I think every three months I, like, run downstairs to, to general and I'm like, my hair's going away again. You just, like, stop it. You do this all the time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I, I understand it. But it's that thing of, like, other people don't care. If you, you know, looking bald is fine on most guys, especially, like, you know, it's very easy if you can grow facial hair, um, mm-hmm. good facial hair. Like, you know, you kind of detract away from the baldness anyway. But, like, most people are just like, cool, you do you. The most embarrassing part is, like, when men aren't willing to let it go or are really salty and mad about it. Yeah, and then bring it up. It's like the thing like mm-hmm. with short men, isn't it? Exactly. Just- no one cares that you're short except for you. And then when you tell them that, like, no, I've definitely met people. Say, you've met people who just don't like the vibe that you give off and yeah. you're using that as the excuse rather than admitting you have a poor personality. But, you know, that's something we've talked about, I know, ad, 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 <laughs> many a time. Ad infinium for many, many a year. But is there anything else you've been up to? Just Is it just work? Uh, mainly, um, I, I, did, I did have that moment again competitive training Pokemon again. I'm in that rabbit hole again. I've got Did you like, do it? Um like I think I've made about twelve new Pokemon movesets in the past like two, three days. And and I've got, I've got another like forty in the wings. So just every now and again me and you just like go, you know what I should do? I we should just, spend forty five oh, hours breeding Pokemon. We we you know over the weekend had like one, two Pokemon battles and I was there like, yes. It's, it's back. It's begun. It, it? We'll have to figure something out about it next week when you've um, uh, back to streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be definitely down to have like, a couple of Pokemon battles like, if I get all like, my theme teams um, up in order or something like that. Hell yeah. And that is one thing like to just... Don't worry. I've not got hacked on Twitch or anything. I'm just taking a little break because uh, I have you know, got to do some studying because I'm learning to drive. Luke, so I've got, ever... to, got to do an exam for my theory. Lucas, have you ever thought though that, that that's not fair to other people? I mean, you know, have you ever have you seen those? Like, I'm obviously I'm taking the piss. I mean, for siege, have you seen yes, those yeah. like um, screenshots that float around of like streamers announces of like my dad died or something like that? And it's like, look, I think you should still stream though because you know it brings a lot of happiness to a lot of people. It's like it's that like, was my plan but, for the night. It's like I appreciate that, and like it, it is unfortunate, but at the end of the day, you. you're not the only person that matters. <laughs> but I, I've seen those screenshots float around every now and again, and it's like, yep. There's just some people out there who cannot see past the end of their nose. Yeah, and that's the thing is like between, you know, having extra lessons and needing to revise for a theory test, like that's 
a lot of extra time in the last couple of weeks that I've needed to like make allowances for. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's coming up soon. I need to knuckle down. I need to get this shit right because I don't want to pay for another test. No one wants to do that now. I've ever talked oh, yeah. about that time that I accidentally like got someone to fail their driving test, and I felt really oh, bad. No, because <laughs> uh, I you was do? like, it was always in college, and um, just person they weren't really a friend, just so a guy I sat next to. Right, he was talking about the fact. Oh, I'm going to like, oh, I'm not in this afternoon. Can you pick up like this work and hand it off to me next? Time? I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, what you're up to? Because oh, I'm doing my my test this afternoon, my driving test. And I saw him driving past, and he's kind of waved at him, and he waved back, and he'd come oh. in the next day, and he said that was the minor that cost him his test. You allowed like, is it three minors and one I think, major? I think it's more than that. I think you're allowed like nine minors or something. But you're allowed but one, like a ma- of, one major. One major, yeah. Right, yeah. So people, people don't know like a major mis- is like a, just a major mistake, like you know, curbing the car or something like that. I think mm. even that might be like more than a minute, but there's a few you can make like one big mistake and a couple of little mistakes and still well, pass. You can't make one mistake, one big mistake. Like one major mistake is that that's it, you're done. Um you are allow a few minor mistakes, yeah. And uh, apparently like him raising his hand off the wheel to wave at me was the uh, That was the the last straw, basically. That was the one that got him to fail, yeah. I felt awful. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And the worst thing is you know that like every single examiner and driving instructor while they're you know off work would wave to their friend who waved at yeah. them. Yeah, 100%. Or they pit the horn or something like that. Mm-hmm. That one always gets things. me though, like as a pedestrian, when people like honk out of nowhere and it's because like their mates stood behind me or something and they're waving at them. I'm like, the fuck have I done? Like, it's that weird thing, isn't it? Of, um, the people who've just taken their test are probably the safest drivers of all. Oh because yeah. Because after a couple of years, people just get complacent. Like, people I get still complacent, remember. confident. Like they get pick up bad habits. They start like, you know, loosening down on um on the rules and stuff. And yeah, I've I've heard just before you you say your story as well. I've heard like one piece of advice is don't put like those P plates on. Have your learner plates on, but don't put the P for past because people will have, like, even less patience for you because they know you've passed, but they know you've only just passed. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck this driver, they're new, like, they're going to be slow or whatever. See, I just keep them on my car for the entirety of, like, the time I had it. Well, you'd think that would mean people are more lenient, but apparently that's not how most people react. Most people no. get angry. They get mad at the idea that someone who's learning to drive is on the road. It's like, well, how do you expect me to... I've got to learn at some point. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be a learner driver before exactly. they can get on the road, but... But what it's were you going to say? Thing, isn't it? No, just because I'm um, just thinking back to when I was a kid and like the stuff that like my mom and dad would do in the car. And you look mm. back now and you're horrified. Like I remember my dad once when he smoked. He's given up now, but he'd roll my fag while driving the car. Oh yeah, just and drive with his knees mm. with his kids in the car. And it's just stuff like that. Of like you just you don't think or realize how dangerous it is, and then you think that's a fuck you now. It is. It is funny being in the car with like somebody who's um been driving last time and then driving in the car with like, my dad oh not driving in the car being in the car when my dad's mm-hmm. driving and like my dad's just like he's careful on the road admittedly like, like he used to be a driving instructor and that but like he will just swing around corners whereas like you know someone who's got a bit less experience or like be a little less confident about it be a bit slower mm-hmm. and just like swing it around like a motherfucker <laughs> it's just like oh my god how do you have like the confidence to just take these turns and I'm like, oh. No, I guess it's the same thing with everything though, isn't it? If you like look at like 
how careful are you with a sharp knife? And then you look at, like, what Gordon Ramsay, it's like... But obviously, like, what you don't notice until you know the technique is they're using their knuckles yeah, to yeah, make sure they never hit. But it looks like they're just always on the cusp of chopping their fingers off. And it's just one of the things, it's like, it is a skill and it can be um, learned and honed into a form that is uh, almost indistinguishable from, like, you know, a beginner. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, even as someone, you know, I like, cook most days and, like, um, worked in a kitchen for, like, multiple years, like, I still am not down with chopping things very quickly. No, I'm, I'm terrible at cooking. I'm just, I'm, same with um, peeling potatoes and I like, just prep in general, I'm quite slow at because it sounds weird, but, like, I know that if I speed up, I cook myself because like, even though... I've peeled a thousand potatoes in my life. If I start speeding up trying to, like, you know, peel quicker, I end up cutting myself. Here's one, then. What vegetable do you think, like, like, what part of kitchen prep do you think you can do the best? Like, do you think you can, like, peeling the spuds, chopping the potatoes? What do you think you can just, you are, like, an absolute, just, like, don at? So I think for me, it's cutting lemons and limes. Because the amount of fucking lemons and limes I cut when I was on a bar... That's the nothing, thing is like... But I was going to say, there's nothing that pisses me off more when I go like, um, like I met Brad yesterday um, mm. for a, like one beer and a pub quiz. Yeah. And uh, like I just got a Desperados and the, de- and the wedge of lime and the Desperados was too big to put in. I'm like, yeah. That's not a mistake I'd make. That's the thing though, Carl. Is it now? Have you loosened on your, your grip of bartending enough? I might have done, yeah. I don't want to be one of those guys like, oh, shit hot five years ago, so I'll be shit hot now. It's mm. like, no. Yeah, I'd, I'd think, like, I'm pretty certain that I'm not good at any type of prep. Like, prep specifically, like, I'm a, a, a decent cook, um, especially, like, I've been trying to, you know, hone my skills while since I've been, like, working from home and stuff over the last couple of years. Yeah. But, like, specifically prep, I am bad at, and I have stayed bad at. What's the prep? Because it, all it does is just getting better, it just takes less time. Yeah. And I don't like spending time. But like, no matter how much I, how many times I've like dealt with a bag of green beans, it always takes me like half an hour to (laughs) chop them all. Okay, let's try it from a different perspective. Let's say me and you are working together, we're making a meal. Mm. What job do you not want? Like, what is the job you look at and go, I'm not fucking doing anything but that job? Probably like, yeah, chopping the veg. Is it chopping the veg? You don't like chopping the veg. It's not that I don't like it, it's just I know what I'm slow at it. I'm fine in the end, but like if we were trying to, you know, form some kind of like station and get proper set up to be mm-hmm. ideal conditions, I'd want to be like cooking rather than prepping. Do you know what the one for me is? It's specifically cutting an onion, but an onion that's still got that weird papery skin on it, because I never know how many layers to take off, yeah, and I never yeah. don't ruin the fucking chopping board and have to like. First couple of layers, it's all that fucking weird papery skin falls off of it and it all shatters into a million pieces <laughs> and it makes it look awful. I'm like, oh, fucking scrape my chopping board off. Yeah. I hate chopping onions I, so um, much. I have gotten better with chopping onions. So maybe maybe I'm decent at prepping onions. I could do onions and then leave you for the rest, Carl. I'll, like, I'll chop the onions and then push all the rest of the prep onto you and run away. I'm one of those people that I will like cut like half the onion away just so I don't have to deal. I'm not guessing how many layers take <laughs> off. I'll cut like into it like three or four layers and just go boom, rip it all apart and get rid of them all of them in one go. So when I'm like making chips for potatoes, 
Mm. So I'm not dicking around and like, you know, getting the, the slightest sliver of peel off. It's like, no, I'm going to cut my potato into a fucking square. <laughs> Just, buh, 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 buh. I'm not dicking around. It's like, but there's so much wastage over there. It's like, I don't care. Potatoes cost like 12 pence a pound. Not anymore, they don't, Carl. No, no, they cost like 18p. Whew. I, well, I'm I, so, I, you know what? Should we move on to that? Because there's a couple of stories about the cost of living crisis. My my cost of living crisis happened when like I just went to a one stop earlier and it was like, what do you mean coffee's like £3.50 on the best offer around deal? I was like, oh my god. I was buying that tin of coffee for like three quid last year. Mm-hmm. Right, and that, that's not on offer to clarify. Like, I was just disgraced. Yeah. And there's a couple of those that happened to me, like milk's the big one where you know. Mm. Like milk is like one of the biggest ones of um uh, yeah, this shit is fucked up when milk's now it's like nearly two quid. When like milk, bread and rice get expensive, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, like the staple foods. Mm. And I'm I am glad though that we've gotten the advice of just die. I love all the ones now where it's like um they're quietly making it about getting back to the office to make all your things That's cheaper. What I- that's what I was going to bring up, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to find the specific like, article I was talking to, to about that. All you need to do is go to the office, shower in the office, charge all your appliances in the office, do that five days a week, and you save yourself a tenner. It's like, how much was my travel? That's the article I'm trying to bring <laughs> up right now. Is that how yeah. much did it cost me to commute every day? And that's one of them. But I um, just want to like clarify what it is we we're talking about. Like, the cost of living has just gone up. To an insane amount, and my um, uh, personally, like, yeah. yeah, I have managed to somewhat avoid that because two, um, two, three years ago, when I first moved into my flat, I just signed a fixed rate tariff for like three years. Whoever got and you I, on a fixed rate is got fired. Yeah, because I've got a fixed rate tariff. So I, this morning, I paid my energy bill. My energy bill was twenty six pounds for the month, and like, I was annoyed when I went by six quid four months ago, and now mm. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and I, every other day I get a message about fitting a smart meter mm. and they're getting like more and more aggressive in their thing like it could save you money it's like I've never seen the word could do as much <laughs> heavy lifting as it has in this sentence it's trying so hard to work of like it could save you money it's like I don't think it will when every single fucking article and newspaper is like cost of energy crisis it's like oh, okay yeah, so I think I uh, like that is just me being not even stubborn or anything like that. I couldn't be asked arguing about the price. So I said, mm-hmm. I'll just pay this. I, I want to know exactly how much money is going out of my account every month. I'll pay a fixed rate tariff mm-hmm. and pay this amount every month. That's fair. And uh, yeah, they're not happy it's about it. It's worked out in the long run. It has, but like uh, that's just like my personal. So I've managed to avoid it to a degree. And uh, my boss, uh, my office, one of the things I'm worried about with the office, because uh, people maybe don't know this, that um, rates for energy for officers are not capped. And I think uh, at the moment, everything, uh, it's all included in my rent, but I'm presumably going to have to have a meeting with somebody at some point yeah. about whether or not my office fees are going up. So maybe we'll have to move from the office to another um, uh, production place because mm-hmm. we don't know how much that's going to shoot up in the coming months. Yeah, because like, that's the thing, isn't it? Obviously, while we're in the office, we're constantly just like running a bunch of electrodes. Mm-hmm. And then, depending on the weather, like a bit of aircon for a couple of hours as well. Yeah. But, like, Lucas, would you like to learn how to save some money? Well, it's fine, because all I have to do is go to the office that Big Wangers pays for, and then I. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> because we have an article here from uh, one of the shit rags 
um, that is a mouthpiece for the Tories over here in the UK. And it's simply titled, How You Could Save £28 a Week from October. And I want, I'm just going to go through this list of things you can do, Lucas. And I want you to figure out, if, like, see if you can spot a pattern about what this article is desperately trying to get you to do. So, I'm, I'm presuming this is the one that I'm alluding to. This but, might yeah. be the one, yes. Yeah. So here we go. So going into the office to save on heating during the day, five days a week, saves about £23.85. Now, that's not an insignificant amount of money I, to a lot of people. But I just want to point out as well, like, that is the one which is the most amount of money, and that is provided that you've got the heating on all day, every day. Yeah, and it's £23, but that's ignoring the fact that Unless you walk or cycle to the office, fuel is probably going to cost you more than that per week. Depending on how far your commute is. But say, for example, like, you know, for me to get to Liverpool, which um, is a fair, you know, it's a fair commute. It's a 20 minute train. So that's Mm -hmm. like, it's like a, I think it's like 420 for a ticket. But then, yeah, but I think, you know, a a 20 minute journey is a pretty standard commute. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a reasonable commute. Like how much would it cost you to get there every, um, every Well, week? off peak it costs four twenty, but I think it costs about six pounds a day if you travel like during you know peak times in the morning, so because you have to pay the full price. So that's You've thirty got... pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's seven pounds more than it'd save you, yeah. and you're losing not uh, half an hour of your day. You're losing like an hour because you know it's the twenty yes. minutes you get into the station. So, so you lose a uh, two hours of your week, two hours of your day each day, and you still lose seven quid. And that's so. this. The entire article is how to save twenty eight pound a week. So realistically, I'd be wasting hours of my week, like you know, eight, nine, ten hours of my week, to commute to an office to save myself less than the commuter money. But Luke, don't worry, we've got some other advice here. Okay. Showering elsewhere five days a week saves you about ninety p if you have a boiler power shower, or three pound twelve for an electric shower. And I just love as well, like, they drop the pretense right away of get a shower somewhere else. Like, where the fuck else am I going to get a shower? Like, obviously, some offices have, like, gyms and showers, but not many. There's not many. Also, like, Like, just how casual it is of get a shower somewhere else. Like, where am I going to get a shower? (laughs) Oh, go around to your mate's house so they have to pay for your water bill instead. Okay, if you don't think that's a reasonable thing to do, because making two cups of tea or coffee at work a day, five days a week, saves about 16p. Are we really in a world where we've got an article telling us how to save 16 million? That's the thing as well, of like, what the fuck could six... I'm going to go on to Sainsbury's right now. literally might not be able to get you a Freddo. I know that's the joke. I'm going to go on to Sainsbury's and see what I could get for 16p. Like, what does this actually save you? So I'm going to look. How much is a Freddo? That's what I want. I don't think Sainsbury's self... I'm going to look at them... uh, the groceries, I'm going to go to like there. I like how this the first thing that comes up when you search Freddo is Freddo Price. <laughs> this is a meme, isn't it? 25 well, Couldn't so get, get you Freddo. one full We might be able to get some, what about bakery? Maybe you can get yourself like a slice of bread or something. Let's have a look. A slice of bread. I'm going to break the bakery. A <laughs> sad slice of bread. Well, fruit and veg. Let's have a look at fruit and veg. Like Could you buy a potato? Could you buy a, a, a pear is 40p. Could you get a potato? That's the question. Could you get a potato? Let's have a look. Let's go look at um, vegetables, shall we? Um, British produce. Super growers. Um, a potato is 60p per kilo. So you're saving 16p, so you get a third of a kilo of potatoes. Not even, yeah. There's like nothing on here that specifically costs 16p. Um, you get some... Cr- uh, actually, 
Well, after two weeks, you'd be halfway to affording some fresh cress salad, which costs um, uh, 20 grams of it, and it costs 35 pence. Oh, no. You could get... No, that's the cheapest thing they've got in like the vegetable section. Um, it's got to be something else. Um, surely, like, their food cupboard. Surely there's, like, meal deals. Like They have to have, like, their basics section mm. that's what i'm trying to look for like do you have the, the sainsbury's basics yeah yeah um seasonal inspiration summer price lock um toiletries beer wine spirits price lock it's not what i want god damn it so i figured they'd just be like the um frozen essentials mm-hmm. chips potatoes and rice tell you what if i special offers wow okay so if i go to asda and i search for offers Okay. The price low to high, the cheapest thing available is okay, 20 pence. And what's 20 that? Pence. Uh, that is some... I'm going to absolutely butcher this word. Let's go, though. Chutrezenka Bebe Biscuits. So you could get a packet a of biscuits. A little packet of biscuits, some baby biscuits. To have with your cups of tea at the office. 16 grams of baby biscuits with 20p. So that's like... After like six, seven days at the office, you can afford that. That'll probably get nicked by all your co-workers. <laughs> but it's all right, don't worry, Lucas. You're going to save some more money if you don't use your own electricity to blow dry or straighten your hair. That saves about 58p a week. And here's my thing as well. They give, like, this is the kind of advice that a fucking moron gives. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know like when we were on Twitch? Do you know like when during that time you were like, oh man, my Joy-Con broke something, buy another one? <laughs> it's, it's that level of advice of like, I never thought of that. It's like electricity costs so much money. Well, don't use your electricity. It's like, I never thought of that. <laughs> I never thought like of just using other people's electricity to save my own money. But it's bonkers as well that like, this is all geared entirely around get yourself back to the office. Yeah, because they're Stop not saying that. Home. And then like, yeah, you get the next one, charging your devices at the office. Mm-hmm. That saves 38p a week. Heating your lunch in an office microwave. So like three of the five, like one, no, one, two, three, four. So four of like the six things it's recommending you do there are go to the office. And the other ones are basically like, go do it somewhere else. Well, where else has plug sockets Mm -hmm. that I can use without getting yelled at? Your office. And it's just so fucking funny that it's so blatant. Yeah, it's so obvious what they're trying to do of like go back to the office, go back to the office. Like, I don't want go back to the office. Like at that point, you might as well just like, you know, walk to your local cafe, buy like a single coffee for two quid, three quid, and just be like, you know, just a small American. I've got eighteen devices that I need to charge. By the way, can I use your toilet all day? Sit here all day. Work that's here, people, steal your internet. Some people do that. No, I know, but that's, like that's, that's the thing. That's the JK Rowling you know. Oh yeah, we have talked about it before. Like, she's <laughs> full of shit when she said that, right? Yeah. So anyone's wondering, like JK Rowling has long claimed, like, oh, I wrote Harry Potter when I was um, uh, I was a poor single mother and I had to go to a local cafe to uh, use their heating and their um, their electricity. And it's like, no, you didn't, JK. You got given a grant of about fifteen grand, and then your friend gave you ten grand. Mm. And you add all your wages and bills paid for a year straight. That's like living on the breadline right there. It is. But yeah, I thought that was so fucking... When I saw that, I was just like, 
It's so obvious, mm. but they think that's what makes it funny is they think they're being smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. They think they're like, they're not going to realize what we're getting them to they're do. Gonna, they're not going to notice that half this article is telling you to get back in the office five days a week, are they? Is that thing it, is just time and commuter money alone. Like, that's all you need to do to be like, well, just, this yeah, deal just, is just not time. worth it. Like, is 28 quid a week worth your time? It's like, well, commuting time at minimum wage, if I'm spending like, you know, your very reasonable commute, 20, 30 minutes, which is like, you know, an hour a day. Plus the other hour, for, like, you know, the getting to and from the train station, getting up yeah. and ready in the morning. That's like that's two hours a day at minimum wage at what seven pound twenty five. That's fifteen quid. After two days, you've already offset it. And clearly, this is also aimed at specifically people that are working from home that have an office to go back to. And that's like, so funny. They're not telling any like hospitality workers, like any service workers, like mm-hmm. how are they going to go back to the office? And charge their devices there. Like, how are they going to go back somewhere to like save money on heating and showering and stuff like that? It's like when mm. I was working at Nando's, like, yeah, sure, I wasn't using my heating, but I didn't have a fucking shower to go get dried in. Like, I didn't have place to go like fucking do my hair. So it's clearly just an article to be like, hey, all you fuckers working from home, do you want to? save money even though it won't save you money it won't save you any money now but they can frame it as it's saving you and what cracks me up just so much about stuff like this is that Mm -hmm. they're never gonna convince us like they can't put that genie back in the bottle because how many people have just realized like how are you ever gonna snatch that away from someone like you get to wake up whenever you You get to wake up an hour and a half later Mm -hmm. walk to your desk with a cup of coffee sit down in a pet in your pajamas and work for half the amount of time and yeah. don't get like you know bothered by your boss, and like you know the amount of stories I've just heard of just like uh, my friends who are women, who are like I just don't get men giving me shit anymore because they have to communicate with me entirely through email. Yeah, yeah. and they can't just be like you know pedantic and dickish with me anymore. They have to like you know be um, uh, just respectful because they're communicating on a platform that can be viewed by anyone else. Like they can't be passive aggressive and dickish anymore because I can just forward their email to HR in three seconds. Exactly. Yeah. And I was trying to look it up, but um, I did also see like something earlier today, and it uh, for the sake of me can't like Google the right words to find the article now. Mm-hmm. But like um, someone was just like, "Oh yeah, Spotify started like hiring people to work from home anywhere in the world, and like here's yeah. all these benefits of like better diversity and culture and like improved happiness within teams and stuff like that." And it's just like, "Yep, yeah. it's incredible. It's great. It's like." There is almost no downside with the, like the rare exception of if you happen to enjoy the culture or you don't have a specific area set aside in your home for office work. But even that is kind of minimized now with the ability to go back outside. Yeah, and the, for sure there's like some people that struggle with space or struggle with like being able to get away from like their, their children, for example, during summer holidays. Like It's not like there isn't an advantage to having an office available, but it's just the like desperation that so many mm. like companies and clearly like you know um office based companies and stuff like that want to just push everyone getting back yeah and making sure that no one's quiet quitting well so it's just like um, when you go on to like anti-work i've got a couple of like choice headlines here and you don't even need to read the article and i am not a big proponent of not reading the article whenever you have stories like this, i always write read the entire thing 
and I'll give the Cliff Notes version of it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, how many times have like I written something where people just read the headline and give me shit for it? So course, it's like, yeah. I feel compelled. But when it comes to stuff like this, it's like, you don't even need to. It's like, here we have The Economist. Almost 75% of professionals in America say the journey is what they dread most about going to the office. Perhaps if they thought of the commute as punctuation in a larger tale, this might change. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. We're not falling for it. God. And, um, you know, like, I will say as well, I got reminded. That, okay. You know, last week, we had quite a few comments where they clearly read the title of the podcast. And did not listen to the podcast. So we got some You're, like that's your that's your favourite thing, isn't it? We got some feedback where like You did, okay. Well, I've not seen this, so let me ask. So well what it was was that people because you know, after last week I I named um the podcast just replacing the term woke. And yep, there were comments You where, could have a great replacement for it as well. It was um Oh, what's this? Don't don't say. It. I'm gonna remember it. Okay. What it was really really good. It was um, challenging norms. Challenging norms. Yeah. Which was like I thought an incredibly like you know um uh, like uh, it seemed insightful. to work in most cases. Yeah. It? Yeah. It was it was a very insightful um thing to notice and come up with on the spot. And, and it was I just fully funny. commend you for it because I was like, oh, I wonder what people have got to say about that because it was towards the back end of the podcast and like the only real people we got talking about it were people who read replacing the term woke and went. I'm going to go to that comment section and tell them what my replacement for the term woke was. So this is one of your favourite things, isn't it? Oh, favourites of certain words, Carl. It's a certain word. Yeah, it's, uh, as our mutual friend likes to say, the internet is um, saying a, asking a rhetorical question and getting a serious answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to find some of it. Uh, you're one. right to get some, are you? Yeah. Oh, man, I wanted to make fun of the Tory... Like, um, the, not the Tory, the Telegraph a bit more. Oh, we can but make fun of the Telegraph if you want. But it's the thing is, I'm maybe if I send you this article, because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, this could have some fucking gold in it, but apparently I've reached my limit of things I'm allowed to read, and just the title alone oh, right, okay. is cracking me the fuck up of just this guy who's like... Nah. So I need to know if there's any gold in there, Lucas, after you've gone through this, because this looks like a good one. I mean, one so, you know, like, like one of my favorite things to talk about is like um, uh, weird, clueless um, uh, individuals. Someone was just saying, like, oh, when people use woke, when they mean this movie has a black person in it and I don't like black people, and this show has a woman in it and I don't like women, it should just be replaced by that. Like, that's what we. That's what we said. It's like okay, okay. It's like people just don't listen to this. Um, I've dealt with this like literally for over a decade now, mm-hmm. working online. Where, as I mentioned, like people for my entire career have responded to the title of everything that I have created rather than the actual content itself, mm-hmm. and then get annoyed when people tell them to like watch or read the thing. But well, I shouldn't have to. It's like you kind of have to at least skim it. I remember when we did that like podcast once, and all that shit kicked off with cracked. Oh yeah, and there were yeah. people like professional. There were editors for the site. Well, I skimmed it and I responded to it, and it's like this is your fucking job, and you're not doing it properly. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I think I getting annoyed at them have blocked the comments. <laughs> I can't find. Like, I remember seeing certain specific ones, and I think I've just been like, "No, fuck it, I've blocked them." So I can't find well, that's them. The thing. 
I will say though, uh, someone gave us a bit of feedback um, on a more serious note of just saying like, Ooh. "Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that the term prostitutes is seen as derogatory term by most organised activists and workers mm-hmm. within the sex industry. We prefer the term sex workers, which we, we do try to use. Like we try to remember to use that. Uh, but yeah, I don't call using that word. Like, but yeah, um, thought you'd want to know is the right to oppress minorities seem to be important to you, which it is. Uh, which yeah. is part of why I like your channel. So I, I did mean to bring that up and just apologise for like using that term and we, we try to remember to uh, normally use the term sex worker. So I apologise and like, we'll, we'll try and do better. Yeah, I don't recall using that, but I, you know, I do appreciate being told. So I, you know, I'd be more aware of the things I say. Because that reminds me a little bit of um, uh, this interview someone brought up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, of, like Joe and all this shit. Like, Joe Rogan's always bitching about cancel culture and stuff. Someone brought up a... An old podcast did with the author of Fight Club, Chuck Palyanuk. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. And um, like he was talking about how once he was doing, I think, a stand-up show or like no, he was a class on comedy and writing and stuff like. That. He says he does that to keep his skills sharp or something like that. And he told a joke that upset a lady who was there. And Joe Rogan's mm-hmm. like, "Well, don't you feel mad? That, you know, she's trying oh, to hamper your yeah. creativity." And just he was like, "No, I felt awful. I upset mm-hmm. that lady." Said, but you don't need to apologize for upsetting. He goes, but I upset her and she felt bad. I felt awful because I had empathy for her in that moment. I didn't mean to upset her, but she was. And Joe Rogan just couldn't get his head around the idea of just empathizing with someone feeling bad. Yeah, and I will say... And, like, well, and that's like, why he wrote Fight Club. I, I do want to point out, like, that wasn't us trying to brush off an apology. Like, I'm sure we did no, no. use the term and, like, I do genuinely I just don't apologize. Recall I know that it was a bit half-hearted of being like, well, we tried to not say that. It's like, no, like... I'm sure we did, and I I do genuinely like apologize. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I took a mental note of last week when I saw that comment. I was like, should bring that back up. Um, but yeah, the Telegraph is not letting me read this article, Carl. Is it not? No. Oh, Joe, why? My because like just let's just read the title and let people make their own assumptions based on it. Because that's the if they I'm not fucking paying them to read their bollocks takes. Um. Okay, we so I can, read, I can read out as much as I'm allowed to read. Let's see. Like, there's got to be like, Joe. I'm going to Google right now. Read the Telegraph without paying them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can do that without paying them. Because fuck this fucking like this so, newspaper. Um, this is someone. Okay, comment. The left love to boast that they've never kissed a Tory. There's just one small problem. Conservatives aren't offended by the claim on Lucy Powell's T-shirt. They're merely wondering how she knows it's true. And this is under oh, Way is of the this... World column by Michael Deacon. Uh... I remember this happening. Okay, oh, okay. so what? this is like um, me and you went to Sheffield Hallam University, right? We very did, work, In Sheffield, very working class city. There was um, um, the chant from the University of Sheffield to try and... Which was like, don't kiss a Tory. No, no, like the uni of used to try and like look down on us because we were generally more working class in Hallam mm-hmm. by saying your dad works for my dad. And that was a channel in the university of like, we are all better than you because clearly, because we go to a university of, it's a red brick, we are better than you and more higher class than you. I remember that, yes. And Mm. I remember in response, Sheffield Hallam was never date or kiss a Tory. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where you go to working class universities or working class strongholds, like pubs and stuff like that. And it's just a thing of like, don't fuck a Tory. I guess it's a thing in America as well. Did you ever read any of those articles from like um, Republican men bitching that they can't get dates on Tinder? Oh, like the instant because, like, they put someone will mention like Trump supporter and like I can't get any women. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean every woman that I do date doesn't like that I'm a weird misogynistic prick. Yeah, <laughs> all it is is just 
weird Tory men, they don't like the fact that women don't seem to respond to the fact that you support a party that's actively disenfranchising their rights. They don't understand. Um, but I can see the first part of the first paragraph where it says, um, For some years now, activists from Momentum, the official, the official Jeremy Corbyn fan club, have been proudly wearing t-shirts emblazoned with the message, Never kiss the Tory. Personally, I don't see any reason for Tories to take offence at this. After all, most of these activists are only young, so it's possible they've never kissed anyone else either. <laughs> what if that is some, like, great... Hey, <laughs> just coping right there, isn't it? That yeah. guy is like, well, let's just, like, give the website... Dude, like, and that's the thing as well, because you look at the guy's picture and he's like 35 years old, and it's like, he's just mad that these young girls don't want to date him. <laughs> Let's look at that guy's search history and see what the fuck's going on, Let's shall we? Let's find him on Tinder. He probably is on there. No, he'll be on that Ashley Madison one, won't he? Do you know what? What's the guy's name? Let's find out more about him. Uh, I bet he, I bet he posted Deacon. that on Twitter. Oh. Michael Deacon. Let's right, not dox him or anything. But... We, we, he's, he writes for the fucking Telegraph. He's a journalist. I still don't stand for doxing regardless. Let's have a look. Michael Deacon, journalist. He's a... Uh, da, da. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He just says that he's a, he's a satirical journalist, so maybe he's taking the piss, but I don't think... It doesn't sound like he is, because he's I, writing like, for the fucking Telegraph. That's the thing, is... It, that could go either way, but that seemed... That oh, seemed no, wait, like I've just gone onto his, his Twitter account and he's retweeting J.K. Rowling, so... Okay, we've got... There we go. I like how instant that was. Uh, okay, he says that he's like... Hey, Maybe uh, give him the benefit that... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he's, he's just supporting a transphobe. Yeah, he definitely writes for the fucking Telegraph. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's hard to believe that, like, columnist at the Telegraph is, like, being satirical about hating on Jeremy Corbyn fans. And there's like, there it is, there. Just, <laughs> like, within seconds. Seconds. Oh, Whew. dear God. That's that was great. amazing. That was so funny. It's like the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's like the six degrees of um, J.K. Rowling of like, how quickly can I find out that you're a terrible fucking person? It's like, who do you follow on Twitter? Is it who are you retweeting on Twitter? That's the like, one. If yeah, you're like hate following it, or following it, to keep up with like the news. Or, or you're a journalist. Or you're maybe a journalist, it makes sense yeah. to follow prominent yeah. people in the industry. Yeah. And you're like retweeting it like, yeah. Turf action. Fight now. Fuck yourself. Oh, that's so good. I-, I love how quickly that happened. Mm-hmm. That was like, instant. Within seconds. <laughs> that was se- Luke's, that was seconds. And this is why, like, um, you know, when I, I listen to people talking about, like, well, how do you know, like, identify if, like, the person that you, you're going to collaborate with or whatever is, like, decent person or not. It's like, well, give a quick mm-hmm. look at the social media and see what I retweet. Yeah. It's like, like it's not guaranteed, but it's a nice little, like, quick vet. Because well, I would vet that is... person for three seconds and be like, no. Yeah, my favourite one about that is, like, retweets don't equal endorsement. It's like, so why are you sharing it? Yeah. Retweets don't equal like, but you're sharing it to your I, followers I without any you, sort of commentary or critical like analysis. I fully endorse the tweet of like 
um, Walter White racing down Rainbow Road and getting annihilated by Jesse. Exactly, Jessie. yeah. Uh, that's that's the kind of content I endorse. Yeah. And as uh, you well, say, like, about... quote tweets are different because you're putting context behind them and stuff, but just a straight and retweet can... is just saying, hey, I agree with this person and I think you should see this. Mm-hmm. But um, there was another article. So since we can't apparently read this dude who can't fuck any young girls, we can't read his shit. Um, we have another one. Um, speaking of dating... We can cover, and okay. I'm just gonna like read out the the title, and I want you to like just respond any way you feel is appropriate. Oh no! So this is for the Metro. Labeling certain behaviors as red flags does more harm than good. Oh. <laughs> Lucas is just like what? So what? People aren't allowed to have red flags anymore. Well, let's, well, yeah, let's define the term red flags first. Like, so red flags, um, what is your understanding of the term? And I'll bring like the urban um, dictionary one. It's essentially a warning sign of a big reason to not date somebody or like get involved with a person romantically or unromantically, I suppose. Just like yeah, just, a relationship in any kind. Uh, it's just like the urban dictionary one. Um, uh, a red sign or warning of impending danger, disaster or doom in a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of same vibes, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, following and retweeting J.K. Rowling. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. If you are, like, you know, if you are a liberally-minded person who respects the rights of others, if you encounter... It's like that, what, that um, TikTok that went viral a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? That girl was like, got invited out on a, a lovely weekend away with a guy, and the first thing he does is just boot up the Andrew oh, Tate podcast. And then every and comment that run, run. Yeah, and you just see her face, and she's like, I need to get the fuck out of here, but he's like driving me to the woods. And that's a red flag. That's a big and I think old on a, flag. On a previous um, podcast, we mentioned the idea of yellow flags, which are warning signs that aren't necessarily bad, but they are a cause for concern and make you pause and think. Mm. Like, and all my my girlfriend, for example, I was like liking anime. I'm like liking anime is not necessarily a red flag, but if they're the kind of person who likes anime, like that's that's one of the kind of warning, not warning signs. That's kind of one of the signs that's like. This is going to go one or two ways. Yeah, it has the potential to be a red flag, but it could just like, be... Both you and I like anime. We watch mm-hmm. anime with our partners and all enjoy it. Like, And that's yeah. a, it's a, hob- a hobby and pastime we all enjoy. Like, It can be a good thing. It can be a great thing. Like, But it can also go the other way of like, oh no, you're one of those anime fans. Like, You're the yeah. weird gatekeepy, like, going to scream your face off because like you mentioned that you haven't watched all of like these thousand animes. Is that the same thing? Or even that you watch anime and you don't read the mangas. Yeah, or you could be like, you know, oh, video games is another one where like Mm -hmm. video games has an unfortunate but very well documented history of being incredibly toxic towards women and minorities. Mm -hmm. And it's thankfully moving away from that, but still you'll find it every day on the front page of the internet. And like on social media, people decrying the fact that gaming is becoming more inclusive oh. and is allowing more people to enjoy the hobby. I will say one that got my girlfriend laughing was like just a TikTok of like, oh, so what would you say is like the most like red flag of a game for like somebody to have played? And every okay. single person, instant without thinking, was like League of Legends. And uh, <laughs> like. As somebody who used to play League, my girlfriend was like, yep, just pissing herself off. It's like, yep, totally, that's yeah. the worst. My, my like, girlfriend plays League, yeah. she said the same yeah. thing. It's like, just League players, man, they're on another level. And I, I found are, it so yes. funny how instant all of them agreed without even looking at each other League. Yeah. 
It's like, um, it just reminds me a little bit, there's a great tweet that went around a couple of while ago, I think just sums up, like, everyone's out there, but I like anime, I'm not, like, why is that a bad thing? It's like just the tweet that sums up is just, um, I like anime, but not enough to hang around with people who don't shower. <laughs> and that's just the one right there. But, um, uh, like, that's the, re- the definition of a red flag, but I'll learn it's a very useful tool. Like, we're joking about it, because, you know, we're two straight white dudes, it's not really something we generally have to worry about. Of course, like, you know, they might, we don't want to downplay um, anything in regards to like you know just like a lot of men struggling relationships when it comes to, like you know emotional volatility and not like you know being open of course, and well, for the most part also do you know even as straight white men like everyone is vulnerable to this kind of stuff and like yeah, you I know guess. abusive relationships or just generally bad or harmful relationships like it you know it's one of those of like yeah just it is a genuine problem and I, I do think the article like is probably getting at the point where, like, oh, no, people are too quick to write each other off. Yeah, and it is one of those things where like, we're talking about an abstract sense, but for a lot of women out there, like, you know, ones that I've talked to personally, you know, heard stories from, and seen, like, um, accounts from, like, learning to recognize red flags is a vital survival skill yeah. in some cases. Like, you know, that Andrew Tate thing we mentioned, oh, that, that girl who've been like, holy fuck, I'm alone with this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm alone with this guy who is actively supporting... And he's openly just happy to have me know that he follows a deeply misogynistic content creator who thinks that I am worth less. Yeah. I'm not even like a human in their eyes. I am an object. And it's that's a bad thing. Of like, even if that isn't an indicator that they are like, you know, a red flag person now, it's an indicator that they are going to like potentially get trapped down this, like, misogynistic rabbit hole and start having those tendencies later down the line, even. Because mm-hmm. oh, you see that a lot yeah. of, like, people complain, like, oh, well, my boyfriend got into the Joe Rogan podcast, for example, like, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and is slowly getting, like, more and more unhinged over time. Yeah, because, you know, he just falls deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole. There's mm-hmm. be plenty of stories about, like, you know, people with their parents at the wit's end of, like, they started watching Fox News when Donald Trump became president. Yeah, yeah. And at first it was just like, you know, I support his policies, but now they're, like, fully down that QAnon mm-hmm. hellhole. And I don't know how to, cause I, I literally cannot communicate with them anymore because we are on completely different yes. planets politically. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's uh, similar, thing, you know, in, in Britain of, like, you talk to certain aspects of people that vote with Brexit and, like, some of them you can't have a conversation with. At least you can't. we can't, like, you know, from our liberal and, like, against Brexit viewpoint, like, it's so difficult to communicate because you're so far on opposite ends. Like, there just yeah. isn't a budging point anymore. No, and there's not even... It's not even one of those things where they don't want to have a discussion, they want to yell at you because they've got this perceived enemy in their head and they just want an excuse to, like, you know, attack that enemy. And yeah, sure, like, either side can yell, but it's normally the Brexiters that are the ones yelling. Yeah, it was that thing that was going around the other day. It was like, I think it was a climate change protest, and just some knobhead walks up and starts eating a kebab in front of them. And like, and then he's just there, like, smugly doing it as people are yelling at him. It's like, of course, like, you're challenging people's most deeply held beliefs and belittling them to their face and be friendly. Look at these idiots. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you went to that guy. snowflakes getting triggered. You know, if you went up to that guy and said his breath smelled, or his shorts, or he's like losing his hair, he'd flip his fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we have it here. So, labeling certain behaviors as red flags does more harm than good. Uh, it's the, the title is They're Having a Moment. 
So from Love Island contestants bemoaning the negative qualities of their crushes to articles describing the signs to look out for in toxic friendships, red flags feel like a cultural preoccupation right now. In only the last month, I've heard various friends, all compassionate, sensible, and intelligent people, fretting about whether their new partner, friend, or boss is demonstrating one of these dreaded signs. And I love it, it's been framed as a bad thing to be more emotionally mature. And to try and identify, like, potential problems in a relationship. So they can either be addressed immediately, or you can, like, choose not to invest the time into that relationship. What's the like? Be, what's, what's the, the alternative is to not? Yeah, the alternative would be to just ignore this or not be aware of it, just or let, be aware of it and not comment fester, on it. Like, that's, I don't know what the alternative is here other than to be stupid. It reminds me of like those certain um, like elderly couples that you see, and it's like, oh well, like how are you guys still together? Eh. <laughs> and it's like I ju- we just both stopped giving a shit and just stayed together. And like not all, you know, long-lasting relationships are like that, obviously. But you occasionally see like, oh, here's a really cute couple of like, oh, we try and we communicate and we compromise all the time and like, look, you know, love and relationships are like hard work and we we travel mm-hmm. together and like work ourselves together and then all the ones where it's like, eh, I just I ignore her now. And it's like, oh, great, how long? Twenty years. That right? Okay. Okay, that's great. Bye. Okay. We have here, it seems that we're constantly being asked to consider whether the other people in our lives could be manipulative, destructive, or harboring bad intentions. As an idea, it certainly has a place. A red-headed friend recently told me about a man who on their first date said he didn't normally date women with her hair colour. When she innocently asked why he asked her out, he said that when he'd seen her, he had thought she would be wearing a wig. She described this as a red flag, and I agree. So I'm glad that they they agree. At least they they are... they see the value. Saying that there is some like value in red flags, but like I'd want to delve a bit deeper in with that guy. Like, let's talk about why you don't want to date a natural redhead. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like you know you had some ex that was horrible, but was redheaded and reminds you of it, or are you just like mm-hmm. some weirdo prick? Yeah, and also you know that the word "but" is marching with unearned confidence towards this story, don't you, mm-hmm. Lucas? Yep. Because this is an opinion piece in a newspaper that's British. So, but in general, I feel such widespread use of the word, the term "red flag" strips away all the joy, humanity, and pleasure out of connecting with someone new. When we approach meeting someone new with hyper vigilance towards their possible faults, I worry we might mistake ordinary humanness for toxicity. But like. There's a big difference between someone being like, you know, oh, sorry, I thought you were wearing a wig. I didn't realise you were a natural redhead and I don't fucking date natural redheads. Yeah. It's also as well, there's uh, the thing of, you know, we might mistake their humanness for toxicity. It's like, but if they have a trait, which is, you know, a a minor one that you consider to be toxic, it's evidence that it's a wider part of their personality. Yeah. There's like, it's not their human. This describe it as their ordinary humanness. Like, that means it's part of who they are. And if part of who they are is something that's fundamentally at odds with the person that you are, that's not great. No, and that's not no. the good foundation for any sort of relationship, no. professional or otherwise. God. Yes, it might be satisfying to do an online quiz that reveals your charismatic but cruel bros is a narcissist, or to read an article that suggests the friend who is pissing you off might have serious emotional problems. 
And here it comes. But surely a more sustainable, healthy way of approaching relationships is to enter them in good faith and assume the best in others. And you know who doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt these days? Almost everyone. I mean, that's true. Like, right, I am a straight white dude. I don't think any straight white dude in this day and age deserves the benefit of the doubt. Uh, yeah, and Joe, that's you see those like earn people's trust. Don't like, expect those, like, it. We had it. that earlier. We literally had it. Like, okay, maybe we should give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Like three seconds of looking, at his t- he's endorsing J.K. Rowling. Yeah, he's retweeting a transfer. It's like great. It's like that thing. Like, yeah, I understand and completely agree with the fact that you know. People trying to enter relationships in like this day and age, they should be as careful and guarded as they feel safe to do so. Yeah, 100%. And like, I do think, sure, there are nasty people out there that are like, oh, you know, going to be stupidly vain or they're going to be really mean about like, oh, I like video games or I like anime and do- not even give a person a chance. And I think that's unfair. But at the same time, that's a massive red flag for the other person. If they're not mm-hmm. willing to like even acknowledge your existence as like a small guy or an anime fan mm-hmm. or you know someone who's a bit conscious about their weight or something like they're not worth it in the first place then that's a red flag for yeah. you 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 should be yeah. happy you've ignored that person yeah you've missed like you know you've dodged a bullet there yeah. why would you want to actively pursue a relationship with someone who doesn't treat you as an equal mm-hmm. but it's here we go well um but sure, and all the red flags we've been asked to use as reasons to cut people out of our lives are always that bad? Question mark. In some cases, yes. Someone stopping a partner from seeing their friends or being excessively jealous and possessive are definite warning signs of abuse. According to the domestic violence charity, Refuge. Then there are more personal bottom lines. For me, if they own a copy of a Jordan Peterson book, I'm getting out of there. Well, I'm glad the author acknowledges that, you know, there are points where you can look at someone and go, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not your fucking mum. I'm not teaching you how to be a better... It's not my responsibility to teach you like, to care about other people. I like how this article is at one point being like, I understand the need for red flags and I think they're a good thing. But then the article also, title is like, I think red flags are fucking awful and we should get rid of them. They're also as well saying they're a very personal thing and I've got ones that are very deeply personal to me. Yeah. And it's like, well, these other ones that are personal to other people, I don't get those. It's like, yeah, because they're not you. Yeah. You're not them. <laughs> But one of the articles I read recently suggests that one red flag that shows your partner doesn't love you is that they pick fights about petty things, leading me to wonder if the author had ever actually been in a long-term relationship. Other crimes included not featuring on their social media accounts after a few months or being told I love you after a few dates. And the funny thing is, all of those things are like agreed to be by, by psychologists and experts on relationships. They are all red flags. And I'll like, pe- like query like the I love you thing because I think that like I think that is a lot dependent on like where you both are in a relationship and how like mm-hmm. both emotionally like mature and open you both are like yeah but there's a, a term known as love bombing if you're familiar with that one what of dropping it where, on them super early kind of thing yeah to uh, might overwhelm them with it and then ha- taking that away yeah that's like the term you like you know you be all in the relationship in the first couple of weeks and then you start taking that away so they become emotionally reliant on you right okay it's not yeah. to say that's a thing people do but it's a red flag. It's something yes. to look out for. If you see someone doing this, be aware that this is a thing. But, um, and therefore, it's yeah, stated sure. as a red flag is valid. The other ones you uh, you brought up, like picking petty fights. Yeah, overnight. that's like, you know, that that could be a small one, but at the same time, that's how gaslighting starts, isn't mm-hmm. it? Of you put the 
toilet seat up this morning. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Why would you give a shit about this? It's like you're calling me a liar. Mm-hmm. And again, it's maybe like red flags are on to that. Maybe yellow flag could work for that. But yeah, but like it's absolutely a symptom of like what could potentially be. That's that's one of those of like that mm. generally if it's early on in the relationship as well, and you're picking like yeah. the pettiest fights. That either means that your relationship is going to be petty fights for the rest of your fucking life, or mm-hmm. it means that it's going to escalate over time. Yeah. Like, neither of those things. sound like enjoyable relationships to me. I would not want to wake up every day knowing that there's a possibility that my partner might just randomly start having a go at me over something minor. Yeah, and that's the thing about it, and that's why it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a warning sign of things to come or impending danger. Yep. They they apparently can't see this. This trend feels connected to a rise in dehumanizing. Well, some dickhead with a small penis driving past outside. Fair. Is that picking up on my mic? I didn't hear it. Okay, there's a guy with a very loud car and a very small penis driving past my house. Um, I don't this know trend... if it'll pick up on the mic, so like double check that later. But from we can Discord sound suppression is cutting out. Okay. Oh, actually, I missed one. So, such a narrow window for what counts as acceptable behaviour leaves little room for spontaneity. Some people like to jump feet first into a new fling. Others are more cautious. But these are normal differences in human behaviour that shouldn't be pathologised. Do they know what psychology is? I don't know. <laughs> Do they know that every bit of human behaviour has, like, you know, a deeper meaning behind it? Like, mm-hmm. that's how the human. Like, we're not fucking animals. I think we are. This trend feels connected <laughs> um, to a rise in dehumanizing other people more generally. There's a craze right now for screenshotting personal interactions from dating apps before pulling them apart and mocking them. I I, I agree with that. To be fair, that's one of, of my time, favorite things to see online. The amount of times that you see like guys of like, hey, hey, what's up? Show me your tits. This guy. And then just men going, what's the problem with that? And yeah. it's like, let's go. And then... Um... I I love occasionally just popping onto like the R slash Tinder on so like on it's the so subreddit good. on Reddit. It's I, it's a gold ma- maybe like one podcast could just be like going through some great. We could do that. we could do so many things. Like there was That'd one I saw great. the other day of like it's my favorite just clueless guy. He's been like, well, what's going on here? Why did this girl not message back? And there was one recently of a girl's like you know, um. Uh, um, like you know, quite attractive girl. She's got like this indie-looking like profile photo, and he's like the guy screenshots it, mm. and then he makes fun of her for it, just saying, "Oh, you kind of look like this person." The girl's like, "Okay, thanks." And then he tries, like, "I was just joking," and she didn't respond. And the guy was like, "What did I do wrong?" It's like, "Well, you immediately insulted her from second yeah. one." By the looks of her, she's a pretty attractive young girl. She's probably not going to struggle to find a guy who's not going to do that second one. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, it's just hilarious to me how many people like. Well, what did I do wrong? It's like this, this exact thing you are showing us exactly what you did wrong. Oh dear, and like as well, um, you know, when you're talking about online dating specifically, like if that's where we're talking about red flags, like it's such a um, disposable way of trying to like find people to interact with. Mm-hmm. That like, yeah, sure, the moment you're a dick, don't. There's another million people on this app. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, you know, there's another, like, several thousand people in my local area that I might be able to interact with rather than you making a joke about my appearance, second one. 
they're my favourite ones as well because whenever it's a guy who seems to be chatting up like what appears to be an attractive girl yeah. and they're there of like why did they not message me back it's like it's an attractive girl and you're an asshole yeah it's like, bear in mind they've also got 20 other guys that they could be talking to yeah and like that that also flips around the other way I hate to be like these men that are like well it's impossible to be on Tinder because Every girl matches with like a hundred guys, and every guy matches with one girl that ignores her. It's like that's not the case. Right, and, the, and if the, that is the case you, for you, make a better profile. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Haven't mm. we? we have one here, Luke. Like, speaking of Tinder, someone posts it, and they just have a go on a bit of like some accounts of this purpose to an important job, shining a light on sexism, racism, misogyny in the dating world, and rightly so. I've talked about all these terrible dates myself, but some posts seem to be calling out problematic behavior and not about calling out problematic behavior and more like humiliating the socially awkward in a way that can feel punishing and even cruel okay like i 100 percent agree that you shouldn't now like you know sit there and dunk on people are socially awkward like i'm socially awkward to an extent and like was way more awkward in the past like Mm-hmm. But what is the example that they're using? That's the question. We have one right here. So someone posted on these interactions on Twitter recently. She had texted someone that she was dating to say she was sad because her dog had died. Her, and she's not putting a link here, so you have to take her word for this. Okay. But uh, okay. her Tinder mate gave a perfectly reasonable, sympathetic response and then asked if she'd still like to meet up. She posted the interaction on her social with a comment lumping this terrible guy in with the others and the post received hundreds of likes and a chorus of comments decrying her date's insensitivity. Like, and it's just that thing of like, why, what, why are what you going was the to message for as the... well? And that's thing she doesn't link mm-hmm. to it, and that's what gets me. Of like, we have to take your word for this. I'm now going to have a look for like Tinder date, Tinder match, ignores dead dog, and let's see if we can find this one, because, shall like, we? And see how. I mean, yeah, there's socially awkward, and then there's been and off the fact that somebody's pet died. There's a big difference between like who is in the wrong there, and we don't have the context. We don't know, and it's not being provided, which is very telling mm. and very on-brand for the Metro. Uh, but the, the, perhaps he could have waited a little longer to suggest date, but did this really warrant being exposed to hundreds of random strangers on the internet? Say's person who's shared the story to hundreds of yeah. thousands of people on the internet. So, like, Lucas, is it right to share people's personal information online when you think, when you personally think that they've done something that you don't agree with? Says person sharing this story with hundreds of things. It's like it's almost like, like I don't obviously know the the thing, but like they're not suggesting that this person was giving out their personal information or anything. They just shared like, oh look, this person ignored the fact my dog died. They were just upset. Yeah, like they're sharing something online because they're upset, and clearly the author of this piece doesn't seem to get that, despite the fact this is exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Lucas. This seems to be a clear example of the way our obsession with looking for the bad in others, in other words, searching for red flags, has seeped into our everyday behaviour. Even quite normal interactions have been interpreted as problematic. And I don't think asking someone on a date in response to, my dog just died, is a normal everyday interaction. No, I don't either. The, the correct response is, I'm so sorry, I'll give you some time. Please reach out when you feel better. Yeah. yeah, you ask how the person... You don't say... Well, let's get down to oh, it. Ah, shit. Well, at least you've not got you're a dog down, to though. feed now, so you stay out later, yeah? yeah. And that's the thing. But the framing how, of this like, is a perfectly How not... differently that could go, depending on, like, what the messages were. Because, like, what if this person was very sympathetic and was like, I hope you're okay. Like, oh, we've um, we've agreed to meet up prior. Um, does that still work for you or does it not? 
and then like they've posted that online being like what an insensitive asshole or it could be like lol so like sucks to be you still want to bang though like there's there's so many different ways that conversation could go without knowing yeah. how it actually went down. And I and I love that this is how deep they've got to reach into the well to find one example of what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And even then, the example that they use, it's I'd still argue that a person who doesn't seem to be empathetic to what someone's saying, my dog died, mm-hmm. is an incredibly big red flag. Yep. Like if I if I start this podcast and I said like you know, or probably like Luke, I'm really saying like you know. My family pet died. And you responded to me, well, you're still going to do the podcast though, right? I'd be like, who the fuck says that? Yeah. I'd be like, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like, you know, if that did happen, it would be like, you know, I'm really sorry. I hope you feel okay. And probably more along the lines of like, oh, you know, it's cool if you want to take a bit of time off and we can like, just let me know when you're like ready to stop recording content again. You know, something along that lines. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all about like what the actual words were and because they don't want to show us they were just like well somebody got ridiculed because like they still wanted to date a person with a dead dog it's like well what 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 was the actual conversation that you're not willing to share yeah this cut and dry red flag aware way of looking at situation also forgets that relationships are a two-way street with both contributing to a dynamic i recently told an old friend that it bothered me when i came to her with a problem and she rushed to give me advice rather than listening or empathizing first she had thought advice was what I was looking for and was glad I had mentioned it. So it ended up being a productive conversation for our friendship. And the difference here is that's an established friendship, mm. not a new relationship where you haven't got any emotional investment in it. Yeah. And I don't think a person taking the steps to be like, you know what? This is already off to a bad start. The foundation is already rocket. I'm not going to build upon it. That's a big difference between like, well, I've known this person for eight years, but this one time they fucked up, so I never spoke to them again. Yeah. Like minorly the, fucked up as well. But the fact that this person's drawing like a false equivalence between the two shows that they're either not aware enough of their argument to know that it's the case, or they're being deliberately disingenuous to try and draw a false equivalence. And that's, you know, when you're trying to write an article to prove your own point, that's more likely than the, the, yeah. the prior. But Lucas, don't worry, we've got a really sage closing off point here. Perhaps what we should see as the biggest red flag of all is demonizing people for the most minor of infractions rather than sitting down for a chat and taking the bold risk of seeing the other person as a full and complex human being just like us. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, like, this has got big, we should just talk to racist energy. Yep. Massive. I don't understand why the tolerant left aren't tolerant to racists, says the Metro. It's like, well... What, what's most amazing about this, though, this was written by a woman. Mm, yeah, and like every every other response to it, on like um, when I started trying on Twitter, then when I read the main article, and you just look at like other people who write on the internet, like the fuck is this person? Like this is an abuser's wet dream. Yeah, and that's just a, like a reminder. Like, this is actively harmful not... towards women. Yeah, that's thing is like it's not just men that have weird hot takes and have massive red flags. It can also be women sometimes. Also, as well, I just went for a scroll on our Tinder, see if that I could find. And someone like has just hit the fucking jackpot oh. of like just ten days ago on Tinder I matched with Carrie Biden. Carrie Biden from uh, from MythBusters, the redhead from MythBusters. So a catfisher girl. No, it's her. Actually, her. Do you remember what we talked about the Sharon Stone one? Yeah, yeah. Where like I celebrities she was are like, on Tinder. Ha- you know, when she was on MythBusters, at least it was like all oh, happily married with kids and shit. Apparently not now. Huh? But, you know, and that's the thing of, like, well played. Yeah. 
I mean, like, I think she she was in like many articles for like, oh, here's like women in that kind of field being sexy at the same time and stuff. No, oh, here we go. I've got I found the one I was talking about as well. Oh, okay. So I have uh, this guy's here. She'll match me. Perhaps she took it the wrong way. Or was I being a tryhard? So I'm just going to send you like the post. Oh no! And it's just that thing of you just look at it and go, "Why the fuck are men like this?" Oh no! It's just one of those ones. Where, like the fact that they took it, they they said this, and then they shared it online. <laughs> I've been like, guys, I'm right, aren't I? It's like you are fucking not. Those am I the, the asshole post when they go the wrong fucking way for the poster? Uh, like, oh. They're my favourite ones. Uh, Nikki, you might be so the I asshole. Wanted uh, to bang you. So this is on our Tinder. She unmatched me. Perhaps she took it the wrong way. Or was I being try hard? Oh, perhaps she took it the wrong way. I'm from US, moved to UK. You like that photo? You've got a solid aesthetic. Thanks, haha. Ha. You know, What's my aesthetic? You know, that can be a, it's a bit yeah, of a, a nice compliment. It's it's a bit of a weird one of like that could go either way. But it is it's better than that's a nice photo. Yeah. Like telling someone they've got a nice um uh if people ever need this advice, I'm not sure why, but if you do, um the advice that you need to give a compliment. Because there's this great I forget the name of the article now, but I read an article many, many years ago about how to pay a proper compliment. And the number one thing is you have to compliment someone on something that they chose to do. So you go up to a woman and say, nice tits. She knows she's got nice tits. Mm-hmm. And also, she can't help the fact that she's got big tits or whatever. If you go up to her and say, I like that dress, that's the dress that she chose to wear. That is a compliment. Oh, I like the, I like the a, style of your hair. Or I like the, the colour of your hair or yeah. whatever like that. Well, That's the difference between a compliment and, and a comment. But yeah. Like one is a comment, the other is a compliment. Um, but this is not a terminology. I'm not, I'm not sure what exactly they're saying here. Neither but I, I can but get you the can vibe. Just, you can already see, um, yeah. So yeah, they reply, thanks, haha, what's my aesthetic? And then he says, grungy 90s girl who will smoke darts, not because she likes them, but because it completes the outfit. And I... Darts is a kind of cigarette. I, is like, is darts cigarettes or is like blunts or something like that? I don't... Smart that, yeah. We don't smoke. So like, Carl and I are a bit lost on the, the term darts. Um, Someone in the comments can help us out there, maybe, but like, Generally speaking, just like, oh, you look like a poser from the 90s that would pretend to smoke just to complete a look. Is the vibes of that comment. Yeah, and it's just that thing of like, why did this girl not like the fact I was basically calling her a fucking poser from moment one? Wow. That's a... That's a red flag. (laughs) Right there. Yeah. The the fact that they would make that comment and then... Not even realise what's bad about that comment. And I'm presuming that's the one yet the the uh <laughs> the replies to this are not nice. No, they're all just like you're a fucking moron. Why would you insult her appearance? Like, I wasn't insulting her appearance, I was trying to make a joke. You were insulting her appearance. And oh, I like that. This strategy is gonna backfire on you more often than not, is the uh the best, most overt reply. Second comment, nothing even hints of grunge in that pick either. And then the um, the original poster, just like, I've had multiple backfires. It's like, yeah, no fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. So is that something that they have copied and pasted on every... Because, like, I would never look at that photo and even get a hint that that aesthetic is girl that wants to be grungy in a 90s bar smoking. Yeah. Like, she's wearing, like, what looks like a... 
like a bright, colourful, summery, like either top or dress. It only shows like that's the thing is like he's not even got like the roast right. No, it's not even like nineties grungy look. And it's like, is that just a, a like neg that you've put to post to every girl that you match with? Is that just a copy well, and paste job? Remember that one we talked about where it was the guy who just sent a girl and like. A girl he knew was single, and he just went one a bang, oh, and she yeah. blocked him and shared it on Facebook. He's like, "What did I do wrong?" Also, um, I haven't <laughs> spoken to this girl's near. I just found her on Facebook one random day, thinking about her. Messaged her because she was single, and was like, "The fuck went wrong with that?" Also, I don't think we can do like a scroll down um, our edit. Oh, can we not? Oh, our Tinder, because like every other one is. Um, uh, what am I doing wrong? And it's just pictures of people from like 400 foot away in the dark. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Like, just take a nice photo of you smiling. Is it that like, hard? maybe for next time we could curate some. Maybe. Maybe we can get people to send them in. Oh, yeah. Do that in the comments. Like, I'm sure we think we allow links in the YouTube comments. So if you're listening audio. Or, or on the Discord. Right? If you're listening audio wise and you are on the. Um, the patreon.com slash untitled side channel discord then you can post them there just post them in like the podcast questions section I guess um, don't respond to the questions just post links <laughs> or in the comments to the YouTube channel um, the YouTube video just like yeah if you've got something that we could check out that's you know not just some like crappy post on our Tinder like some some juicy ones Um, yeah. I've just found one here it's like a guy's like I'm just going to shake up some old matches that stop responding and it's just him messaging like eight different girls of like I eat ass just out of nowhere and that's like, how you get blocked on Tinder like oh hey person Wait. I haven't spoken to in a few weeks that started like not messaging back who, who clearly gave me the hint that they're not interested mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just going to tell you that I'm just like you know be overtly sexual the, the worst part would be if they were lying like imagine that, like, one person responds well, goes on the date, and is like, well then, you said you eat ass. Like, no, 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 that was just to pick you back up. It's like, well then, you're fucked. Um, My favourite thing is the bunch of guys are like, I'm going to try this, and it's like, God. And they wonder why. Like, Yeah. Have you ever seen that great one where it's a guy complaining, like, I don't think women should not be able to... Re- like, if you want to unmatch someone on like a, so- a dating app, you have to explain why. And just there's a great breakdown for someone of like, this would immediately kill any dating app because women are the number one. It's like a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Like, nightclubs want women. You watch like Bar Rescue where they talk about this. And like, they bring in the, like, the Bar Rescue expert. And he, like, the first thing he does every single time is, who's your clientele? Like, who do you want in this bar? And also, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, a biker bar. I want bikers. Like, no, you don't. You want women. Mm. So, what? It's like, you want women in this bar. It's like, no, but this is a sports bar. It's like, you want women in this bar. So why would I want women in this bar? Like, who goes to bars? Like, what are 95% of people who go to bars looking to do? Hook up. Mm-hmm. Like, you want women in your bar. So, well, how do we make women? Like, make it feel safe for women. Serve drinks that they like. Hire female bar staff. Don't dress them like objects. And the bar staff, like, I don't get why would this help. It's like, because you want women in your bar because then men will come to your bar to be where the women mm-hmm. are. <laughs> it's the same thing with dating apps of... What do you want on your dating app? You want women on it. And that, well, that applies, wanna, obviously, to, like, you know, non, like, heteroconforming situations mm-hmm. as well. Of, like, what do you want in? Well, I want, like, you want the hot, attractive people in. 
to get everybody else in because they think they have a chance of fucking up. Because that's the that's one that's like with dating apps as well. So that's the conversation that goes like, what do you want on your dating apps that you want women? Well, don't you want men? Men will go where the women are. And if you do something that's going to alienate the women, none of the men are going to come here. And there's that thing of like, why don't Tinder force women to respond? Because then every other woman on the platform would immediately uninstall the app. Mm-hmm. Like you would instantly lose 95% of your user base overnight if you did that. For sure. And, um, I, will I think that's that's amazing. Clarification from Michael in the live chat as well. Mm. Which, you know, you can watch via our uh, Patreon. Uh, oh yeah. Darts is apparently slang for cigarettes in some areas. So yeah, just a just a general American area. Word. It's not like specific to a certain type of drug or anything from lots of it. So, so just using America specific slang talking to a British person. Good, good. Oh, is that why they know it? Like I'm from the US. That's why we maybe haven't um, heard that term. Yeah, so good advice right there. But I think we can end it with just that bit of advice there. Just, just be a welcoming platform for women. And, and just everyone. everyone. Else will turn up. But that's the thing, but like, from that joke, purely pragmatic sense. And I really like mm. bar, watching Bar Rescue for that, where I forget the name of that, John Taffer, where he's, he's such a no-nonsense motherfucker when he just breaks it down of like this guy's, I've got a sports bar, I don't want women in my sports bar. And goes, yes, you do. Yeah. Why would I want women in a sports bar? Like, no, it's a, a bar for guys. And he goes, what kind of guys do you actually want to come at guys who like sports? And he goes, and is there a sporting event on every single night? Well, now. Mm-hmm. So what else are they going to come for? The atmosphere? Because there's none of that here. And as well, the like, food. Well, the food's shit. The drinks are shit. Just to clarify, you know, the, the more welcoming you make it to anyone, not specific, is like, just the more people you're going to get. Because guess what? Like, how many times have you had it where you've been like, oh, let's go to this one place, and then one person peeps up in your group and goes, no, nah, I don't want to go there, don't like that place. For X or Y reason, like, the more welcoming you make it to everybody, mm-hmm. surprisingly, like, opening your business up to as many people as possible is a benefit. Are you saying, Lucas, that having a diverse audience and being inclusive and welcoming to as many different kinds of people as possible, except for those who don't agree with that statement, is a good business decision? It's weird, isn't it? Like, that's hmm. almost like you want to sell people. I have to think in. about that. <laughs> I have to think about that for a bit. That's not what I've learned online. According to all the weirdos. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I think we can end it there for today. Was there anything you'd like to plug, Monfrey, before we close off? Um, not at the moment. Um, maybe just like go check out the Untitled Side Channel, is the Fat Fiend side channel and it's just untitled side channel on youtube we've been just recorded a bunch of fun dumb stuff for it on the um over the weekend as we've mentioned so like yeah go check yes. out some of the fun content we made i just recently uh clicked on the channel to go live and saw like a thumbnail with me on it of just like oh what's going on there? <laughs> just like my face so i was like okay oh is that what i made earlier let's have a look i'm not sure did i make that it could be the one that I... Oh, no, you, you saw it in the um, not uploaded live, but you saw it in the, the thumbnail thing. In the thumbnail, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, think I'm not, I think I just uploaded it and didn't pick the thumbnail. So, so maybe it just defaulted to like a big old picture of my face. I was like, oh, what's going maybe on? Maybe I'll pick... Because I usually just pick if there's a frame in the thing that's funny. Oh, yeah, that one, yes. Yeah, because I do a close view in the video and it zoomed in on you. Maybe I'll pick oh, okay. one that's like everyone. Actually, yeah, to be fair, there's a funnier one now where I was leaning in. <laughs> there we go. Let's put that one up. It wasn't we'll something answer. I was uh, mad at. I just found that funny. I just clicked yeah, on the channel like, to go live and just like big zoomed in me. 
Yeah, because I just let YouTube pick the thumbnail for someone. Yeah. And if it's a funny one, I'll leave it. And if it isn't a good, there isn't a good about the three choices that you get, I'll make one. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a couple of good ones from that. But for myself, I'll um, plug the uh, the Fact Fiend Live event on November 20th. Oh, yeah. Let's um let's do the housekeeping right at the end of the episode. Tell us about it. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the, the November 20th um, in Sheffield, the bar meltdown. Um, tickets uh, be available at the links below. Just come play some rock band with us some guitar hero is it maybe if people like you know want to do that on the night just so like i don't forget to ask, is it the same link that i was using or is it a different link it's the same, same link, link yes it's, just, it's all been updated cool now. so yeah you can find that in the description and um yeah hopefully we can all see some of y'all on like 20th of november did you say 20th of i november, need to pull yes. that in my own <laughs> diary to be <laughs> that's why i do it like three months in advance because i know like how busy we can all be hell yeah so I'm like busy for the next like month as well. Mm. So I like my brother's wedding coming up in September and in October. I'm in like Las Vegas for a couple of weeks. Oh, nice, yeah. So, so yeah, November's like the last time. The next time I'll be free. Sounds good then. And then December I'm away, and then in February I'm in India. I'm all over the fucking globe, mate. Nice. Didn't I'm know busy. about India. I'm yeah. a busy boy. I've seen elephant. I can't wait. But yeah, thank you all for watching, and um, we've got some some stuff to do. We're a bit busy this week, so um, we're not gonna. Like close off with the Patreon post show this week, but um, I was going to ask, yeah, we're going to do the post show now. If not, I've got I've got some revision to do. You have you've got revision. I can't wait till you can drive and then not be able to afford to drive. That's the thing. It, it still work. I'll still be getting the train to Sheffield anyway because it'll be cheaper than paying it's, for fucking fuel prices for a car. It's like goddamn. But at least you'll have the option. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe better for you, like you and Cade and stuff as mm-hmm. well. Like it means like you know you are able to like take him further afield, take him to some beaches. Yeah. Cheers to everyone who tuned in. Oh, yeah. Those who tuned in live and those listening at home. Thank you very much.